0: Listeners, we got an anonymous tip the other day and they refused to just send in their knowledge. They insisted on talking about it in person. May I present our anonymous correspondent for Rita Aura?
1: Hello. Hi. Um, I, uh, I've heard about this podcast and I really appreciate uh, the work and uh, the gravity with which... This um, this piece of art, this ongoing journey, is really kind of being addressed with, and I wanted to um, I wanted to come in and give my two cents, and uh, yeah, I wanted to thank you for inviting me for that. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Um, I was quite interested by the fact that you were specifically and perhaps violently insisting that we only talked about Rita Ora, which is interesting because this is a podcast about Detective Pikachu, and while Rita Ora is a part of that, one might assume that you would want to talk about uh, Ryan Reynolds, given that he's the star. You you know, you would
1: think that, but I I see that as a very small way of looking. I mean, when you look at a piece of artwork, um, you know, you you barely ever uh, appreciate the whole piece of artwork. An artist is never revolutionary Hmm. for the whole painting revolutionary for a part of the painting.
0: And do you I think feel it's that important. yeah. Do you feel that Rita Ora Don't is the revolution? Me. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. I should take your journalism more seriously. I'm very I apologise. I'm extremely offended. Please do not leave the podcast. This is the first human interaction I've had in a long time. Um what what would you what would you say about Rita Ora in terms of her being revolutionary then to the art that detective Pikachu is or will be
1: um well i think it's very important to look at this film as a springboard for artistic ideas for pursuits in the um the craft of pretending Mm -hmm. to be other people, otherwise known as acting. Ah, yes, yes. And I think that Rita Ora, uh, she's told a story without meaning to in her career. And I kind of insisted to come onto this podcast because uh, there's a part of her career that I think has been so amazingly definitive, uh, like the blue period in uh, Picasso's painting career that it, it kind of changed, it changed the, uh, the, the, the projection of where she's going to go from here. I know what Rita Ora is going to be doing in 20, 30, 40 years because I saw her
0: on one season of America's Next Top Model. Now, that is interesting because most people would not consider America's Next Top Model to have that sort of cultural significance or even prophetic ability.
1: No, it does. It has no, I would say it, it doesn't even have cultural significance. If anything, it takes away from our culture. Uh, it, it, it's actively offensive to our culture. However, however, I love reality television and competition shows. And Rita Ora was probably one of the most dramatic dips in a show that is defined
0: by low points. So, what exactly about Rita Ora made that season so terrible?
1: Uh, I'm glad you
0: asked. So,
1: the for, for those who, uh, perhaps the more cultured, who do not know anything about America's Next Top Model, um, it is an extremely long-going, uh, on long-ongoing show, uh, taking a group of extremely young and delicate girls, and I don't mean delicate emotionally, although that does... Uh, Kind of that that does apply, but mostly delicate, phys- like physically, they're very small, frail people, and um, they will easily have... breakable. Yeah, no, you look at this this arrangement of of women mostly, uh, except for the few uh, seasons in which there were also men, boys in the house, spelled with a Z, um, and you think this. If I were to have a Uma Thurman style, Kill Bill fight against them. I have no physical training and I, I could kill all of them. Do you um, want to?
0: Um it depends on the season. Uh but I I mean you know, the only season I, that exists as with all things are the things that are related to Detective Pikachu. So within the yeah, Rita Ora season. Um, <laughs> Rita Ora
1: I think I think um you know earlier in the context, the thing that really tied this whole circus together was Tyra Banks, who was the host and uh, the creator of this show, uh, a model, um, who also uh, has a certain enigmatic personality that really defined the show, and also a extremely forced sense of cult per- personality amongst the models in in the. Um, in the show themselves there would be a worshipping of Tyra that was so much the central crux of this show um, now because that's it was seen as the most important part
0: mm-hmm. would it be considered what sort of worship is it more sacrificial blood viscera oh
1: that's definitely happened before but
0: there there was one to get
1: into an actual anecdote there's one season i believe season eight that began the first episode is always about the auditions um that's kind of the first level audition usually there's around 40 girls that they then or, or a, a large amount of girls that they kind of narrow down I believe to 18 usually somewhere around 20 girls um, and the first shot that they got of Tyra they were in Vegas and they're in this plaza and they see a Roman army begin to approach and being carried on a uh, a palapa style uh, kind of structure uh on top of the, the the shoulders of the gladiators is tyra banks herself in a throne and all of the women all of these women who are as young most like none of them are older than 25 i believe the oldest contestant is 27 and the youngest that you are allowed to be is 18. so these are very young women I would say go into a, just a a heightened state of hysteria upon the first viewing of Tyra Banks, which is, you know, part of me is like, this is performative, but another part of me is afraid, but also in awe.
0: Now, Tyra in the show, is Tyra a figure of authority, a motherly figure? Who is she to the models that this amount of hysteria is elicited? And how does this tie into Rita Ora?
1: So she sees herself as everything. Uh, Definitely a motherly figure. Uh, You know, she has a part where she is yelling at a girl and she says, I have never in my life yelled at a girl like this. My mama would yell at me like this when she wanted to teach me something, which is worrisome on another level. But... She very much sees herself as the mama and has called herself that many times. When the switch happened, it was a moment of shift in America's Next Top Model itself. The production team was changed, a lot of the uh, judges and characters, if you will, changed, and Rita Ora was introduced. And the way that she was kind of um, introduced and angled was that she brought the, um, the, the, the knowledge, the industry knowledge of social media uh, now trying to encompass the Instagram famous viral sensation kind of angle of a modern quote-unquote model Oh, so the um, sort of
0: fit era of models
1: Yeah, and and because the show is trying to adapt and constantly trying to excuse itself saying that oh no, models do serve an important part of culture they don't. But <laughs> when Rita Ora entered, she n- never does her voice go above or below a certain pitch. I have watched so many clips with her and she has never gone lo- like louder than if you were ordering a latte at a slightly crowded Starbucks. That is the amount of inflection she has in her voice which is the first thing that stands out between her and
0: Tyra Banks. Is this is this de- a deliberate thing or is she some sort of robot that's been designed by humanity to only have a certain pitch to her voice?
1: I think she's trying to... I think her intention is to give off this feeling of stability and of professionalism, and maturity. However, I don't think she's ever watched the show.
0: Now, that is important when you are on a show to know what the show is and, in general, where you are.
1: It's it's kind of an aspect where I don't think that
0: she...
1: I, I don't think really that she understands the the mythos and why people are watching America's Next Top Model. Because most people are watching America's Next Top Model to feast upon the dregs of humanity like a bat in a cave feasting upon fruit.
0: Um, Does Rita Ora not share this take on the dreg-consuming bat analogy?
1: I don't know her personally, so I can't... Uh, I've never asked her, but there is, there is one scene I kind of want to, um, spotlight on where it was, it's given its own clip on the official VH1, um, YouTube, uh, uh series where, uh, so they, they thought that it was important to release this clip officially to the public, uh, of a, a episode of ANTM, um which is titled, Rita Ora Changes Her Mind Last Minute During Elimination, America's Next Top Model. And to kind of give this idea of Rita Ora is an important factor in the decision-making of who stays and who goes. And during this clip, uh, to to explain a little bit more, every episode there is a certain challenge, uh, usually photo or video based in which all the girls are then assessed and the girls uh, are then called forward. You know, there is, you know, 15 girls standing in front of her, but only 14 pictures in her hand. And she hands them out. The first one is the winner. And then it unofficially goes through best to worst. And then the final two, there is usually some words spoken. Um, and at this point, she goes down to the final two and... She then turns around uh, to the judges' table, which, as far as I can tell, have uh, two people that somehow work in fashion and a very strange, very old Santa's elf uh, with a horrible spray tan. He's so he's so small and wrinkled; it looks like a man who was left in a bathtub.
0: He's sort of the anti Rita.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would say because Rita Ora, especially in this scene, is um, upsettingly smooth with her face yes. and her hair uh, and her her skin. Um, that it's it's this strange tension, yeah, this strange
0: these, dichotomy of you know of human, yes,
1: yeah. And so um, what she does is that she turns back around to the judges and says, I think we're making a mistake. And then calls forward one of the girls that has previously been um, pardoned and allowed to move on and eliminates her. Sorry, spoilers. Um, but the moment is so, the the, the the taps in, the the beats in the moment are so methodical and thought out that you can tell it's one of those things you know in your heart like the moment that you know where santa claus isn't real spoilers um you know that rita aura n- had had this planned out she was told to do this by a producer um and it's so it's so upsettingly just transparent because we knew tyra banks was lying and we knew she was acting but she had a, a dedication to the role that Rita Ora seems afraid to give.
0: Now, this is interesting to me. I have never, I, I have very little concept of reality television, but I presumed from the title that the idea was to show reality in this show about very frail women being chosen. Yes, for, for very, being very small,
1: very small human beings. Um, to quote some of the, uh, the comments, um, uh, you know, Alexis Pratt one year ago said, nobody can host ANTM like Tyra Banks. And, uh, you know, there's other comments such as NNN Design says, this decision looks fake. Um, yeah. Uh, Yahara Telleria says, this show sucks now. Carlos Del Angel says this show is a joke, and you can tell that there's, there's this bitterness towards the blatant, the blatant insincerity of lying. Because we want to be lied to, but we want those who lie to us to dedicate themselves to that lie.
0: And of course, dedicating yourself to a lie is what acting is all about.
1: Yeah, and and I think that I don't think Rita Ora knew how to to make that step and how to really let herself be, be unprofessional because the whole this show gets good when people get unprofessional and let the human leak out. And there is never a moment of broken facade within Rita Ora.
0: So it's sort of, much as her skin is too smooth and her hair is too perfect, the fact that she is incapable of being anything more than a liar when she is asked to lie is sort of her downfall. When she is asked to do something, she she does not relent from the script, as it were
1: she she doesn't and and some could say that maybe it is nerves being a reality tv show host um but the reality tv world especially the america's next top Water model world is not built upon sympathy we're animals we're beasts and we have no patience for her brand of hosting and i want to i want to kind of use this This vision of a woman who's afraid to destroy her own identity. To adapt to that of this horrible machine of of reality that is manufactured. I think that... I'm like, if she can't dedicate herself to a world in which Instagram has... Instagram followers and whether or not you are smiling with your eyes, which no one actually knows what that looks like. Um, smiling she can't with not eyes. herself. Oh yeah, it's also called smizing. S-smi- smizing. You smi- yeah, you smile with your
0: eyes. I'm glad that I only specialize in one form of journalism. I don't know how you've managed to remain in this field for so long.
1: See, the thing is, is that Tyra dedicated herself so sincerely to the idea that this show is important and that the things that she says is important. She once had a challenge in which she made everyone write a rap verse in a song that she had written and sung, um, which used her new slang term, Oh potlodum. Pot dame, which she says in the song very loudly, just yelled in between the verses, it's top model backwards. That's... Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the amount of dedication and sincerity that Tyra Banks was bringing to this show.
0: I have never seen nor met Tyra Banks, but I now love her. It's, it really... Everyone... See... It
1: becomes it becomes this thing where you become one of those girls that are screaming and destroying themselves in the plaza of a Las Vegas hotel as Tyra Banks approaches towards you on an army of gladiators and you yes. truly believe that she is worth this display. You truly believe it because she believes it. That's truly incredible. Yeah. Now... And, I... and so Rita Ora kind of coming into that, hmm. I feel like that will be similar to Rita Ora coming into the world of Detective Pikachu because I don't really know what role she plays, but she she has this inability to commit
0: to the fantasy. Oh, so she won't be able to commit herself to Detective Pikachu. That's... I don't know if she can. I, I really don't know if she can. Oh, no. I mean, we were all counting on Rita Ora. She was the shining star of of Detective Pikachu. She was the one that that she came in like a shining star. And it's... I mean, Ryan Reynolds, he's been in, in Green Lantern. And Bill Nye he's been in G-Force. But, but Rita Ora, she's been in Fifty Shades of Grey. She's a star.
1: Yeah, the only real cinema created in the last 20 years exactly where they wear the sex jeans it's the best film of all time i i don't know about you but i ever since it came out uh i've gone and i've seen 50 shades freed maybe you know uh once twice a day if i can fit one in before and after
0: my yes my uh, work shift in between my journalistic you know adventures I, too, watch Fifty Shades Freed as much as possible. I live in the cinema over the weekend until the cinema manager, Todd, kicks me out, which is very rude of him.
1: I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really upset that your community doesn't support you like that. I, You know, it's, it's funny because Fifty Shades Freed, uh, all of the Fifty Shades uh, movies, um, were you aware with the production of the movie Clue in the 80s?
0: I was aware, yes.
1: Yeah, how there was different uh, endings that yes. were in different uh, theatres throughout uh, the US. So each time you watched it, there's actually a slightly different ending.
0: Although uh, communism people... is always a red herring.
1: Yeah, communism is always Which is interesting because it
0: herring. will be in Detective Pikachu as well.
1: Mm. Oh, I hope so. Mm. <laughs> but what a lot of people don't realise is that all of the Fifty Shades movies... Um, they have a uh, 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 different endings.
0: Yes, I mean I've seen the version where Christian Grey, instead of having sex with her, his dick turns into a helicopter and he flies away.
1: Oh, uh, that one's probably my fourth favorite. I, it's there's a lot in that, yeah. But you know, Rita Ora is only in in twelve of them because you know yeah. that's the Fifty Shades is all of the different. It's all the the different, different endings. Movies. Yeah. 50 shades of like what it why did they think they picked the number 50 like
0: it's not arbitrary why? they thought that's about so this ridiculous film. yeah they, it's like people think that people don't think about movies they think that 50 shades of gray is just some Twilight fan fiction made by an up jumped author but it's not it's a genuine piece of art
1: yeah it's there's so much money and care and 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 money uh, music by the weekend that's put into each one of these films yes that I I just whenever people kind of disrespect it like that I I think oh so so quiet your life must be that you haven't seen all fifty versions. I know. <sighs>
0: now, I but... could talk about I could talk about Fifty Shades of Grey all day. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. But unfortunately, we are here for for the job. But not Detective fun. Pikachu. Yes. Yeah. So I do have to turn it back to. So you said you could predict what would happen in. It, could you give me a definitive sort of synopsis of what you think Rita Ora will be doing in Detective Pikachu?
1: Well, yeah, from, from what I know about Detective Pikachu, which I've learned through my favorite podcast, um, thank you, uh, which kind of goes in depth about Detective Pikachu week by week and uh, really looks at it uh, deeply. And, you know, I've, I've realized that it is a detective story and yes. there's crime somehow involved. Yes, and I think, I think Rita Ora is going to play a role where she has she has somehow involved herself in the crime, but is still in a redeemable spot.
0: Oh, so she, she'll be she sort can, of the henchman that turns it around at the last arc.
1: Yeah, like she is a uh, a partner, mayhaps of a person who has truly entrenched themselves in the crime and it could be that she has been dragged into the crime without uh, a meaning to. Um, And I think if the director, if the director knows how to use Rita Ora, he he will simply place her in the background of multiple scenes and never put He will never put the responsibility of making the audience believe in the fantasy on her.
0: Oh, Uh, so she'll be sort of a specter in the background, constantly haunting, but never inhabiting the film.
1: Mm. Yes. She, She never... I don't think that she could ever make us believe that Pikachu is in front of her. Yes. Hmm. I think that she will look at whatever mocap performance is going on and she will think that is Ryan Reynolds with many green balls on his face. Ah, so she and won't... She will be speaking to him as Ryan Reynolds with many green balls on, her, on his face. Do you think and she'll be saying I very such lines about
0: as Yeah. Mr. Reynolds, why do you have all those green balls on your face? Why are all these cameras here? Am I in some sort of dark, twisted fantasy?
1: Mm. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, unless the scriptwriter is, you know, a, a fool, I think that they will record, they will record, a uh, Rita Ora saying a lot of, uh, disparate wor- words, such as Pikachu, help, oh. you, and... Crime, the four most important words of any movie.
0: You help and Pikachu crime.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. Pikachu, help, you, and crime. Perfect. Any movie, it, it's kind of like the four humors. You can always break down oh, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a movie or a piece of media into that. Um, Dan
0: Harmon's story circle, he's got those written down on the circle. You know, you start at a place of, of you, and you move yeah. into a place of help, and then it's, it moves on into a place of Pikachu, and you finish at crime.
1: You do. You do. Uh, uh, anyone who has ever told a whole story will tell you that it does always end with crime. Yes. Um,
0: you know, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, crime. Oh. He throws crime. it in the, in the volcano. That was someone's property.
1: Yeah, that was someone else's property. You know, uh, Harry Potter—he murders Voldemort. That's crime. That's a crime. Um,
0: I never see the wizard police.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's another important? Uh, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh yes. It ends with. It ends with crime. Now. I don't remember how it ends. What Let's... what manner of creature is Pee-wee? Crime. Crime. Or, mayhap Pikachu. Ah, oh, I see. Okay, but I did. I did very quickly look up a, um, a. You know, I was having trouble after you watch fifty different versions of the same movie. You have trouble remembering the twelve of them that Rita Ora is. Then yes, um, and uh, she does. She does admit in this Daily Mail article, uh, it's a blink and you'll miss it role. Uh, Rita Ora admits much hyped Fifty Shades of Grey cameo is brief. Dot 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 after she's mocked for 90-second appearance. 90
0: whole seconds, but she'd made use of every single one of them, presumably.
1: Yeah, she did... She did... do badly in, it seems, all of those 90 seconds. Huh. Um, well, that's a shame. Yeah.
0: But I, I believe in and her. I think I have to. This is Detective Pikachu.
1: Yeah. You know, there's this... There's this turning that happens with me and Rita Ora where I, I I, feel anger that she has come into the role of Tyra Banks and yeah. then I feel pity that she is wallowing in these, this cavernous space that Tyra Banks has left in the show America's Next Top Model and then there's a sense of wanting something more for her There's a sense of true human connection to Rita Ora. There's this feeling of, I relate to her and I want her to win and I want her to have the acting career that she so desperately is trying to edge herself into.
0: Yes. She's not content with her her modeling career. She's not content with her music career. And she's not content with her recently created fashion line, uh, Rora Aurora Republic. Mm.
1: I did she's not know con- that she had fashion.
0: As of two days ago, she did. She has fashion Oh now. my God. Yes. Well,
1: she just keeps trying. And, and, you know, I think that might be a really important part of the movie. Is when Rita Ora says, excuse me, Ryan Reynolds, with many green balls on him. I have something to say. And she turns directly to the camera and she says, I've been trying so hard. I've been putting myself out there. She's, she's trying so hard and she says, What will it take for you all to love me? How will you love me? When will you love me? And she'll start just, just screaming.
0: Just screaming. And of course, eventually she will end up she will end up battering her face against the camera over and over until the lens has cracked and embedded itself into her skull.
1: Yeah, and all, that's, uh, that's the camera we stay on too because I, yes. I don't think they have more than one camera in this movie. Um, and I think that, you know, it's going to be uh, this part of the movie, I think it's going to be help. I think it's going to ah, be, okay. in the arc, it's going to be help. And you know, beyond that, I can't, I can't predict where um, where Pikachu will come in. Um, maybe when uh, she finally realizes that this is a movie and Ryan Reynolds is pretending to be Pikachu, right? Um, that'll be kind of this another turning point. Um, but then it's it's up to her. It's up to her where the crime comes in.
0: I feel like the crime has already been committed. Mm. Thank you so much. Mm. Thank you so much for letting me know about all of your information about... Pol- uh, not the Faith. Who is she? Rita Ora. That's it. <laughs> One of the singers. Yep. One of them. Um, yeah. uh, I do have some more information for you that I felt I would provide you in return. Now, this episode is all about speculation about the upcoming film and what might happen within the film. And I came across an interesting theory that has been perpetuated by uh, many people for the last two months. And I thought I would run it by you. Mm, yeah, shoot. Uh, Pikachu is the... You, you remember Detective Pikachu, right? Uh, yeah, I've, I've met him. Yeah. Uh, and are you aware of the main character, Tim Goodman? No. That Tim... name means nothing to me. Tim Goodman is the main character of Detective Pikachu and his father, uh, at least in the game, uh, has disappeared or has been kidnapped in some way. And he is attempting to find him and Detective Pikachu helps him find him. The theory that is being perpetuated uh, by many sources, such as Twitter, Reddit and TVTropes.org, is that Detective Pikachu is his dad. And that the fact that he is a um, a crime-fighting Pikachu who can speak to humans is in of itself uh, part of a th- part of a supporting uh, you know column for this theory that it that Detective Pikachu started as a human being, uh, Tim Goodman's dad, but is transformed or his consciousness ends up in a Pikachu. Uh, I can't speak Japanese, but some of the flavor text in the game apparently uh, hints at this origin. But these details aren't confirmed as of yet. See,
1: I think that that, that idea of the soul uh, transferring into the body of this Pikachu, I think, I think that that theory, that, that idea exhibits a sense of cowardice that I
0: don't think this movie has. How would you say that this is cowardice and how would you say this movie is brave? Well, because I think
1: that this movie is brave enough to just say that, yes, Pikachu has fucked and, yes, the the parents are biologically a Pikachu and a human. And perhaps oh. with the main character at one point there will be a dramatic reveal where he's... You know, at the end of his his day, taking off um, makeup, Viola Davis style. Except when he rubs away the foundation, we see two bright red cheeks.
0: Oh, I see. He's sort of denied the elements of Pikachu that were within him the whole time. And only by teaming up with his dad, Detective Pikachu, can he really uh, accept that part of himself. He's searching for his dad, but his real dad is there all along and it's Detective Pikachu.
1: Well, I think then when he's searching for his dad, he's really
0: searching for himself. Oh, I see. He's going on a journey of self-discovery rather than a journey of literal discovery.
1: Mm-hmm. Self-acceptance. And I think, you know, I, I think that there's a big, a big sense of cowardice in our culture of uh, saying this, you know, Pikachu can have a job, but Pikachu can't have a wife. Why is Pikachu so much less deserving of love than the rest of us?
0: And it's interesting you say that. On TVTropes.org, one of the tropes uh, contained in the game, uh, so far only released in Japan, is Casanova Wannabe. Detective Pikachu apparently has a weakness for beautiful human women. He's prone to winking at them and asking them on dates.
1: There you have it. I think that uh, Pikachu himself has his own sexual autonomy, uh, he's on his own journey that he's as, you know, I, I believe that that Pikachu is extremely respectful, if, if flirtatious, I think that he is oh, yes. respectful yeah. and and respects consent, especially in, you know, casual relationships, along with more committed relationships. And I think that if he were to uh, accidentally uh, have a child with a woman, I think if he was his his expulsion from that child's life would be more due to a choice that the mother makes than a choice he would like to make, oh, and I, I think see. that that will be a big emotional turning point when he realizes as well. Um, maybe at a moment of emotional closeness between him and um, this main character, Tim Goodman. Yes, Tim Goodman. Uh, between him and Tim Goodman, where maybe Tim is saying, you know, my mother. Uh, Miranda Larson, and Pikachu goes, Miranda Larson? I know her. And then he realizes, and he puts together the dots, and, you know, and the dots on on the cheeks,
0: and he realizes, oh, I've been with me this whole time. I do have some unfortunate news. I've just Googled Miranda Larson, and... She does exist and she is the writer of Bob the Builder, Wendy Saves the Day which is a fascinating book I must say. Uh, so well, we can't just use deepens,
1: that name. No, that just deepens the mythos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what if it's Rita Aura? Oh my god. Oh my god, you've got What it. if it's Rita Aura? So Rita Aura and Detective Pikachu had shall we say sexual relations and Yeah, creative... I would say at that point it's not been abstracted too much. Now, I know we were arguing over the name just earlier, so are they going to stick then with Rita Aura? Uh,
1: I think that they'll when they find her, it'll be this moment that is is so kind of it, it, it's full of so much drama that the movie has set up already that we ourselves, will not be hyper-aware of how Rita Ora herself is is reacting. We will care more about Tim Goodman and about uh, Detective Pikachu and how this is the resolution of their own emotional journey is this confrontation of the
0: final point in this triangle. Oh, I see. So it's more of a, instead of it being a two-handed movie body cup style between Tim and Detective Pikachu, it will suddenly in this genre-bending like moment become a three-hander between Tim, Detective Pikachu, and Rita Ora.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that really, uh, if, you, if you boil Detective Pikachu down to its bare bones, if you really think about it, um, I don't know if you have, but I've, I have. I've thought about it a lot. I think that Detective Pikachu is about family,
0: Hmm, it's about
1: yes. trust and it's about death because you know confronting where you come from and where you have what what you've moved through the the lives that have been changed to bring you into this world makes you also confront the fact that with a beginning there is also an end.
0: Oh that's interesting. Now with this comes uh, a slightly different question. Um, does Detective Pikachu have a, a shorter lifespan as with most small furry animals? Uh, you know,
1: I've actually thought about this a lot in terms mm-hmm. of uh, Pokemon, and uh, I'm right now Googling Pokemon lifespan because I, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, we're we're being accurate. And, uh, oh, and kind of sticking to the established uh, canon that people before us have gone forward and figured out. Poker and community dot com. into this uh, this forum community, but I think if there, I, I think that Pikachu Detective Pikachu is enough of a human that he lives for the time that a human
0: lives. I do have this to ask. Uh, that's one one theory that we have we have covered. Um, I do have to ask, um, I have found two theories. The first is corroborated from several sources. This one's just one person on Twitter who's stated, uh, this is Jess Morissette at Decaf Jedi who has said, guys, what if Detective Pikachu is actually the one committing all the murders? Now, it's interesting because according to the trailer, there weren't any specified murders, so I'm wondering what Jess actually knows.
1: I wonder if this is this is kind of the audience wanting Pikachu to murder Mm. like we want to see that darkness and we want to see that introduction of uh of cheap drama but you know I'm still in the I'm still in the camp that I I would much rather see a very well thought out um cross-species family drama um over a, a cheap pulp novel of a movie any day.
0: Yes. Yeah. No. The the more you have, um, you know, Pikachu cr- committing these these dark acts, it becomes more of a sort of grim dark tale, uh, like The Walking Dead. Um, and while The Walking Dead would be improved with more Pikachu, it somewhat cheapens it. Yes. I, I, as I've stated previously on my Twitter, this is not an established theory. Do not believe the anti-Detective Pikachu naysayers. Detective Pikachu is, for all his failings, of which there are many, including not having teeth, he is morally good. Mm. Yeah, I think that, um,
1: uh, you know, in order to be able to use the the license of Pikachu... um, it is very important that we we keep his moral his relative moral high ground, which is yes. why I think it, the movie will end with Pikachu being a good dad and uh, the movie will end with Pikachu uh, somehow saving uh, his child and bridging the gap that was made so long ago between him and Rita aura um, and I really hope I really hope that when they're thinking about this movie and when they're acting out the, the scenes in this movie, they're thinking about how best to tell the story that deserves to be told, rather than the one that people cheaply want them to tell.
0: Absolutely, and I would expect no less from the director of uh, Goosebumps. Mm, yeah, yes. a
1: very important and good movie.
0: It had Jack Black in it, and he's never made a bad film. Never. The Holiday, a fantastic film. Gulliver's Travels, incredible. Oh, I cried. I I, cried. I cried too. It was the bit where he gets all, like, he discovers that he's, like, all big in, like, a town of people who are all little, and I I started crying. It was the the artistry of creating that.
1: When there's the big guy and, and there's the very small people, you know, there's this complex mix of, you know, uh, knowledge of surrealism, of magic, of fantasy, while also this kind of background awareness of kink culture and of, uh, I guess, in, in the context of vore, mainstream vor, uh, that, that, you know, they, they mix together in this cocktail that does end with me crying.
0: Yes. I mean, it's never been—it's never been fully established by Rob Letterman that his films are about vore, but you can see a significant undercurrent of. Oh, him. I
1: don't think—I don't think anyone's fooled. We all know his movies are about vore.
0: Oh yeah, much the same as everyone knows that Quentin Tarantino's movies about feet, Everyone knows that Rob Letterman's movies about vore. He made Monsters vs. Aliens, which is about a very big woman, a very a big very woman and very big small, woman. very small people. In comparison to this very big woman. Like, what else is he trying to convey in this family movie? Yeah. He made Shark Tale. That's all about eating things. I think, you know, I I really think that
1: that's part of why I think the people that that think that the, the, the soul of a human man has gone into Pikachu... Um, you know, I, I think that's closed-minded and cowardly mm-hmm. and just, just coming from a place of ignorance because they obviously don't know this director's work.
0: Yes, like we do. We, we oh, know it. Oh, no, know obviously. It. Yes. I, I, I just... <sighs> it's going to be such a good movie. It's, it's... It really is. I'm looking for it. I've already bought my ticket. I've already broken into the cinema. I'm waiting. Todd oh, will yeah. let me into his Todd cinema. I'm going to. Now. I'm going to wait in Leicester Square. where it definitely will be, and I will meet Ryan Reynolds, mm. and I will eat him.
1: If the finale of just as of Rob Letterman, podcast, Letterman would have wanted, is you, is you on the red, is you on the edge of the red carpet? I will doing be... a live update. I actually would be really excited. <laughs>
0: That's. <laughs> I just the. I've watched several YouTube videos of people breaking into red carpets, such as, um, someone tried to break into the Transformers red carpet, and they claimed that, um, they, they were trying to get a date with Megan Fox. That was the entire plan of the, of the thing. So essentially they were just oh, asking- honourable. Me- yeah, they were asking Megan Fox on a date by pretending to be press. All they did is printed out a picture that said press, put it in a lanyard, and walked in. They literally, they don't check. You'd think for security with things like Transformers or Detective Pikachu, they'd be on it, you know? But they're really not. I feel like, now, my intent is to do this as far as I can legally. But if the worst comes to the worst, and I need to, you know, create, give, give my, my listeners, you know, the, the, the red carpet experience that they've been hoping for, I I have to do what I can, you know. I know I
1: understand. Do you think you could maybe uh, have a laminated slip that on the inside it says Rita Aura, and just has your face.
0: Oh, so it's sort of like I'm Rita Aura and I'm pretending to be. That's interesting. Um,
1: Oh, we're all Rita Aura, really.
0: Now we're all just trying our best. I'm now looking up. Is I don't really know what Rita Aura looks like. So oh yeah, no, I could.
1: Uh, I don't think Rita Aura knows what Rita Aura looks like.
0: Now her height is one point six six meters, but meters don't exist. Uh, she is five foot four. I could, I could do that. I could yeah. do that. that's that's, that's close enough. I, I'm only about two of inches height. off that. Sorry, I had to sneeze.
1: That's that's
0: uh. that's good. You're getting you're getting the anti detector Pikachu out your system, and you're bringing in the positive. Vibes. Of I'm, really, I'm expelling.
1: Pikachu. I'm expelling the haters. I'm yes. expelling the
0: haters, of which we I have many. We have many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, not a day goes in, uh, by that someone doesn't doesn't write into our email address, which is by the way, detective at aol.co.uk, and say, Detective Eleanor, you're a you're a fool, and one day I will have my revenge. But mm, that's but me. They, yeah, I've yeah. been
1: meaning to tell you. That's just me, from my many uh. I made a lot of extra uh, email accounts to get gold on Gaia Online, and I've just been using them to um, inter- to cyber bully you.
0: I. I really, I really can't believe that this that this that you, my 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 closest anonymous tipster, has done this to me.
1: I had to get your attention somehow. Um, but I am, I am feeling very lucky that I was given the podium to, um, to express my feelings on America's Next Top Model and the very uh, important and destructive part that Rita Ora played in that show. Well, um, you are most yeah. welcome.
0: And you are welcome to come I'm, back I'm, again I'm, as long as you promise not to cyber-bully me.
1: I, I can't make that promise, and I won't make that promise but then you are
0: welcome back. You are welcome back. Thank you so much for being on the show. That was our anonymous tipster about Rita Ora and America's next top model.